0: Welcome to The Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions.
1: Well, hello and welcome to The Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside uh, Pete Robertson. What's up? And back in the studio today, Barry Rice. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on, guys? A lot. Hello. Where's Barry been? Bear, I don't know what's, what's, what's going, going on. Today? He's been busy. He's been <laughs> traveling the country, I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 35 hours in a car is real fun. So what's uh, going on, Bear? Hey, a lot's going on, man. Just opportunities to talk about Jesus. Come on now. What do you think? I love doing that. And, uh, you know, God is opening up some incredible doors. You know how you go through seasons, you know? And, uh, man, I just love the seasons that God takes us through because we feel his presence and we sense his hands working and... uh it's been incredible it really has missed you guys though and uh been thinking about you been praying for you been loving listening to the podcast and and uh it's been good
1: yeah it hasn't been the same though huh? no we yeah. missed you too yeah. i was gonna he took the question away i was gonna ask him if he's listening to the podcast while he was, was gone but of course he was yeah absolutely he I wanted love
0: to, it. he wanted to see how bad we choked
1: You're right yeah well maybe you just <laughs> he can fix all of our mistakes over the last two weeks here think in the next what five minutes
2: Finally, a bunch of people got saved
1: that I was gone and out of the way. Oh, you know? <laughs> whatever, <laughs> mom! And you are you are dearly missed. I, I promise you. Uh, and we, we had a good time the last couple of weeks. Um, we even had a guest. We had our first female guest. That was crazy on last week. So that was cool. I don't know how we went so long without one, yeah. but she did great, Gabriella, You did great. Yeah, that was fun having her on the show. Hopefully, She's she always, listens to this now. Boy,
2: do I, I love so. the Brazilian people. They are so <laughs> dynamic.
1: Oh, and definitely. kind. They're just yeah, they're yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. And Gabriella's grasp of the scripture is incredible, too. And so she just she has that it factor, I should say, as far as ministering and just loving on people. And uh, her ministry to Brazil
1: alone is it's awesome. Yeah. What what a sweetheart. Yeah. What a sweetheart. So we lost a legend this weekend. You guys want to talk about football at all? I mean, college football here, three weeks away, I think. Three weeks away.
2: I'm telling you, I am itching so (laughs) bad to see
1: somebody hit somebody. Right. (laughs) But we lost, uh, you know, no joke here, but it really is a celebration. We we lost uh, Bobby Bowden, died on uh, Sunday morning uh, on the 8th. And, uh, you know, everybody kind of knew it was coming, but it's still – you know, it, it the cool part to me is all you know, seeing all the memes and seeing all the the video clips that people are sharing about the, just the life that this man had and the impact on the people uh, that that were in his life. This this guy just wasn't a football coach. This man is a legend, and uh, I, I I know that uh, he's in heaven now, getting a, a lot of uh, you know well done, good and faithful servant. Uh, you know, out of boys, but uh, man, the the people he's touched—it's just by. I want. I almost want to go to his memorial service on oh, Saturday. Can you imagine? Yeah. Just hearing the stories. I don't I, like man. the
2: words you use. Lost. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I when even when I he, said it, I cringed. He passed
2: yeah. on. Yeah. To, he he was promoted. Right. In, in, Amen.
0: In India, they call it expired. Expired. <laughs> yeah. Your
1: expiration date. That's,
0: first time I heard that, I was like, he expired. I was like, oh
1: there's a celebration in heaven
0: well i the, here's how I see Bobby Bowden because he's I just i've heard him many times speak over the years, and the man has blessed me i and, and and he i think he i mean when they say living a legacy or leaving a legacy, he taught people in not only in the football world but just in life how how to do it yeah. And he just lived and breathed Jesus, and um, he understood total surrender. He understood that everything that he does is to reflect God. And so when he spoke to his players, when he spoke to people around him, he was always speaking in and from a god's perspective from a jesus perspective and he saw people as jesus saw them he spoke to them as jesus would speak to them obviously he wasn't perfect and he probably did things or whatever but his overall life if you listen to the testimonies like you were saying it's going to be like this man changed me yep this man was my daddy this man helped point me in in the right direction this hand helped me understand life this man helped me understand my purpose And, and that's, that's really what it is. So we, as bystanders that are outside looking in, we can learn and grab it, learn a lot from what Bobby Bowden taught us. And I pray that just what, you know, this, his, his memorial and everything else, I pray that people would look into him, look at his quotes, look at, uh, hear the videos that are out there on him and teaching and, and just really listen and just say, man, that's an example that we can follow.
2: You know, this is what, uh, is on my heart to say about coach. Uh, I met him at Cracker Barrel in Lake Nona and uh, just an incredible kind man. And, and uh, just, just really was down to earth and hugged me when he left. And, and that was really neat. Got the picture, but you know, you 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 hear about coaches that are Christians, but that's not what Bobby Bauten was. Bobby Bauten was a Christian who happened to coach. Amen. Amen. And everything that permeated from his life and in into the players that you know he coached, it, it was Christ first. It was my life is not football my life is christ and uh, i enjoy football so mm-hmm. i i just what an example what a legacy and what an incredible man and and uh i want to ask the audience who's going to be the next bobby bouton who's going to step up yes. and be that type That's of coach mm-hmm. and who's gonna who's gonna lead young men that i i know the reason why bobby bouton coached was to spiritually impact young men and uh uh, Brandon Knight, I call you out, but you could be the next Brandon. I, I mean, the next Bobby Bowden. but
1: <laughs> we could talk about well, <laughs> we could talk about Bobby all day. Yes, we could. Really good. Um, yeah, he he's gonna be missed. But what uh, you said, some uh, I think both of you mentioned the same word about just kind of being a father figure yeah. uh, to his to his kids. And I, I believe he, that's how he looked at them, too. He looked at his football players as as his kids. It wasn't just about winning football games. It was about building better men. And uh, man, he's more concerned about their their eternal in their eternal destiny than whether they won on Saturday or not. But mm-hmm. just an amazing, amazing legacy, and uh, he will be missed. Guys, you know, I forgot to mention up at the top of the show, you know, make sure that uh, you subscribe and like, um, go to Facebook, go to YouTube, you know, all the platforms and go to our website. So uh, Pete's always reminded me, plug the website, plug the website, but you can find it really, you can find everything there um, to, to follow us. So that would be amazing. Riot Podcast Riot. Dot co
0: <laughs> and our social media, The Riot Podcast.
2: Uh, why since, do I forget that since stuff? I haven't been on for a couple of weeks let me say today was different you know i woke up really early and really was looking forward to it but today for me is the first day of school for my kids to go back and what's different uh i think it's the the last first day of school with my last kid think about that
1: wow jackson going to kindergarten today
2: yeah it's official school it's not bpk and today was his first day that's crazy so we have started the journey with the last one.
1: Before you know uh, it, you'll be an empty nester like Pete.
2: Yeah, right? That would be great. <laughs> but you know, something else that really was different is that last night we really spent a time as a family in prayer. And my kids went to school with old shoes. I, I We've never done that before. <laughs> that... Uh, the focus always was, hey, we got to get our dress, our, our clothes for school, and we got to get our new backpacks. My, my kids today went to school with old backpacks and old shoes for a reason, because I wanted them to understand that they're going as missionaries. It's not, it's not about how you look on the outside. It's how you look on the inside. Mm-hmm. And, and we really commissioned them, me and Christina, uh, my wife and I, we really commissioned our kids last night to to go to school as a missionary this year. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they got new shoes, but they didn't wear them today. <laughs> yeah, <but. laughs> Tomorrow? Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
1: wow, what a, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you guys ready to jump into the show?
0: Let's do it. That's right, exciting. Pete,
1: well, I'm gonna. I'll give the title of the show, and then um, I, I would love it if you'd open us up in prayer. Sure. But uh, the title of our show today is: Do I need to attend church in person, or can I just watch it online? I don't know. Can you? I, I, well, let's talk about it. Oh, okay. Let's talk about oh,
2: okay. it. Okay. You can.
0: You can. Let's pray. Lord, uh, you are so good. And uh, we are just in awe, Lord, constantly of you. And we are so thankful that uh, you love us. We're thankful that you uh, forgive us of our sins. We're thankful that your grace is sufficient for each of our lives. And, And Lord, to that, we just, we can't talk enough about you, Lord. Everything about you is good. Everything about you is right and perfect. And And Lord, today we want to just uh, share truths about uh, the church and the body of Christ and the importance of us as believers and followers of Christ being a part of the body. We pray, God, that as we share some uh, danger zones and we share some things today, I pray that you would speak to each of our hearts and Lord, that you would reveal those truths and Lord, help us to hear your heart today. Help us to hear all that you have to say to us today. Lord, may you be glorified in all that we say. And so we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. In Jesus' name,
1: amen. Amen. So many have asked if it's okay to just watch church online each week and not attend in person. Would God be okay with that? Due to COVID-19 and everything happening in our world today, watching online is becoming more and more the norm. The danger we see in all this is the disconnect from each other that can lead us down a slippery slope. In today's show, we want to talk about that disconnect, the importance of the Christian family, and how church plays a vital role in all of this.
0: Yeah, well, I, I guess where this all comes from, and, and I think this it's real, it's real and it's happening today, and we understand there's a lot of people that are Uh, worried about going back to church there are um there is real fear there because of what's happening i mean i have an uncle right now that's in the hospital fighting for his life and uh because of covid and being around people and so i understand people wanting to um just be at home and watch church from there and i actually heard some someone last week just said that it's awesome i'm able to watch like three or different four different services from all over and i'm just getting fed all over and i'm just loving it and i could do it all in my pajamas and all that <laughs> and 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 what popped in my mind with that is what about your kids how are they involved in and, and does do you have are you connected in a church uh, do they know that you exist? Are do you are you a part of a church? I mean, does people come over? Are you able to fellowship and know? And um I I sensed the disconnect there. And that was what made me think, well, there's there's danger here. Um Satan, there's nothing more that Satan would want to do is to divide the church, is to is to get people away from fellowship, get people away from accountability, get people right. away from that. And and so I thought, man, let's just talk about it today, right? So let's let us let us just explore these um, this t- conversation and, and really kind of hone in on the importance of the church and how it does benefit not only the Christian family but the body of Christ as a whole. And so that's kind of you know my thought with that. I don't, Barry, your thoughts on?
2: Yeah, I I think we've got to go back. What is the purpose of the church? And. Are we fulfilling the purpose of being a follower of Jesus Christ and the purpose of the church by watching a uh, service online? And and I, I, I sw- that's the route that I want to challenge you is, are you a church attender or are you a disciple? Are you a part of a family or are you a member of a club? So, you know we talk a lot about that the church is not the building right it's it's not the steeple it's the people but i want to go a little bit further than that and and i haven't heard anybody say this but it's it's not a sunday morning service either the church is not a sunday morning service see the church is a family of believers in relationship with their father god and they are sharpening one another they're loving one another and they're taking care of one another and I just don't think that access code is on your remote. I don't think you can bless somebody with a, with your remote. I don't think you can bless somebody if you're home. If you're sick and it's it's the only option, oh man, please attend online, please. Get what you can get. But if it's the end and all is that I'm going to get knowledge and I'm going to get more information, and that's going to make me a better Christian. I don't think that's why Jesus died. I really don't. I don't think Jesus died so that we could have more information.
1: You know what just came to mind? Uh, I mean, all of this kind of started, and I'm hearing the same thing, Peter. But people are like, well, I, I'm really enjoying sitting at home, and I can I can watch, you know, messages from anywhere, yeah. right? Because it's <clears throat> uh, because of the internet. The, the thought that just came to mind was, did COVID cause this? This this mentality of consuming or did covid just reveal this that's a good question i, yeah. I think this was already an issue in our churches it yeah. just wasn't being exposed and i think covid has exposed this weakness or this this mentality of consumerism and just you know <laughs> you know that scene you know with job with a hut you know we're just kind of taking stuff in all the time just consuming 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 and i feel like a lot of us as christians um, have been doing that for, for years, and COVID has just kind of exposed it. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I, the, um, people are afraid of accountability. They're afraid of being known. And I think that when you go to church, 80%, 90% of the church are just there to listen, to get fed for that week, and then they go. But they're not plugged in. They're not serving. They're not. Um, they're not doing church already they're not part of life groups they're not a part of that next stuff and i think that when this opportunity came up or they were already seeking with the technology i think that this made it very easy now for them to just say hey let's just go ahead and watch it online i'm still i love jesus i love god you know i'm i'm growing i'm you know all this i'm still going to my workplace and loving people and i'm still being a christian um, but they're not plugged in at church, and so, yeah, I think you're right. It was already it was already there before, and I think now COVID is just revealing the nature of the heart of where people were from the beginning.
1: It kind of goes back to that me and Jesus is enough mentality, mm-hmm. right? And. Uh... Maybe we could talk a little bit about that, but I, I've heard Pastor uh, Pastor Barry talk about this before, and and how important the church is. And in fact, you just did a just did a series on the importance of the church, and I love how you explained that the church is the most powerful uh, thing on on the on the planet. It just you know you are going through, um, man. Just I'm trying to remember the verse you were talking about, but. Uh, it's just it's powerful and we're missing out on on that connection. You know, it's not Jesus and I isn't enough. Or the, he could have just pulled us out. He wouldn't have left us. He wasn't he wouldn't have talked about building the church when he's talking to Peter and saying, you know, I'm going to build my church on you. Why would he why would he talk about that? And why would he go through all that trouble to do that if just him and, you know, you were enough? So, I don't know. That's kind of where my thought is on that. It's not who the church is. Pastor, you're so right about that about uh you know, it's not an hour on Sunday morning. That's that's not the church. We're missing. We're missing the boat completely. And as long as we're we're still in that consumer mindset, we're not we're not making a difference in the world.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna just call it out, Bob and Pete. What it is, in my opinion, I think it is a selfishness and a laziness. Hmm. I I really believe that it's a spirit of selfishness and a spirit of laziness. And if you look at the Pharisaic attitude that I'm higher than you, and I'm, I'm more religious and righteous because of my knowledge. If that's all you're seeking is knowledge, I'm telling you, you're not seeking the heart of God. Because he is relational, he is person, and he wants to be known, not just uh, studied. He wants intimacy with us. And, you know, if, if we go to church with this mentality, even if we're going into a building— it's all about me, and it's all about what I can get. Man, that hurts the father. It, it it's really what you preached on this weekend. It's the attitude of the son, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's I want m- my stuff, and I want to go party. And it's 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 design re- righteousness apart from relationship, and you can't have it mm-hmm. because you know Jesus said these words. And he says, a new commandment I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. And he says, all men will know that you are my disciples by the way you love one another. I'm gonna tell you, you can't love each other if you stay at home. And and don't hear us saying that if you're sick, come to church. Please no. don't do that. And and if 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 we want you to obey the law of the land. We're not telling you to break the law. If if they're saying don't gather, well then don't gather. But if you're staying at home because you're fearful or if 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 you are lazy and just well I'm getting what I need from watching it on TV, well it's not about what you need, and I think that's where we're going with this show. It's about being being the church and being the part of the body and being who God created me to be. Oh, you know the first the first phrase in in the book that uh, Rick Warren wrote, "The Purpose Driven Life." It's not about you, and <laughs> and Jesus did not leave us here on on the earth to become more religious. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, it's the. I've heard many people say, "Why well, I, I don't go to church or I don't get involved because I just don't know how, um, or they're nervous, or because they're not very good Christians, they don't want to be found out. Um, it's because you know their lifestyle is not very good, and so forth. And so, watching online or going to a going to a large church and and sitting in the back and just being a part of that church without anybody knowing them is a lot more comfortable. And if this if if the person that's saying, well, here's what it is, so that's that's a lie of Satan. So they have to acknowledge that. But if if God is moving and working in your life, um, and you want to grow spiritually, you you show up to the prayer meetings. Um, you show up to the after you know church potlucks. You you join a life group. You you naturally will just do something um to to be in in other people's presence so that you can have accountability you can have family you can have relationship um but we're gonna let's we'll get into that deeper uh of the importance of that but it's it it's really there's a it's an ideology it's a um it's a it's a lie of satan to think that uh not to be involved in church is okay Um, It's not okay. It's not okay to just watch online and not be plugged in. It's not okay to just go to church and not be available to serve or to be available to love on people and to know people. That's not okay and and we're saying this very clearly and as 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 barry said it's it's there's a there's a laziness involved in that there's a um you know a selfishness in there because you know it's our comfort or what we feel or what we want and to think that you can survive or thrive let's put it this way thrive in this in in our walk without the body of christ there you're lying to yourself you you need the body of christ to help equip you encourage you support you surround you pray for you all the above um and for you to thrive and to not have that in your life is 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 a danger zone and and it's a slippery slope and and the chances of you fallen and chances of you failing is high hmm. the chances of you getting uh, trapped uh, by satan is high um, and it, it's, it's high just being in church. It's gotta be even higher just to act like and try to be a lone ranger and to do this on your own. You have thoughts.
2: Yeah. I wanted to read Acts chapter two in verse 42. This is the first picture of the church. Now tell me how you can do all this. The, ver- the very beginning of the church, the very first picture of the church. How can you do all this at home? They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. Oh, you, you could watch the apostles teaching on, on TV and to the fellowship, to the the breaking of bread, to the prayer, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily. Those who were being saved. There are so many things there that talks about exactly what you're saying, Pete. The the, There is something special when there's more than one Christian in the room. And they're there to worship. They're there to pray together. They're there to hear the word together. There is a electricity, a power of the synergy of of the Holy Spirit that happens. Where two or more gathered in My name, I'll be there in the midst. Mm-hmm. And so, speak to that, Pete. What do you yeah, think?
0: Yeah, the you know, just thinking when you're, um, I've heard people say many times that my church family is closer than my regular family and 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 that is that is because there's a there's agape love there's koinonia there and and koinonia is something because it's saying that here's the apostles teaching in the fellowship that koinonia is that there's a bond that's unlike anything else that you can have and and i've heard you know what i've traveled a lot in my my time and i've gone to churches all around the world and when I sit down and talk with my brother in India or Asia or or Latin America or, or, you know, the Muslim country or whatever, and they're a follower of Christ and we start talking about Jesus, we have instant koinonia. There's a bond there that's unlike anything else that you can have. And we and it's really funny is we'll start talking about how God's speaking in our lives or whatever. I've never met this person and they will automatically start talking about how God's speaking into their life and I instantly become bond brothers with that. I instantly become connected with With that person in in a strong powerful way and I, I, I cannot have that if I'm on the outside I have to get involved I have to get connected and and so that was me adjusting my life to go to them it's it's the same thing within the church I have to adjust my life to be involved to be vulnerable you know many people have been hurt in their past and that's the reason why they're not involved in church Many of them are are you know they've been screwed up by the pastor in the past, or they've or some church leader, or something that's happened, and they're bitter, and they they can't go anymore because they don't want to be hurt again or whatever, and and that is again that's self protection, that's things that are they're 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 protecting themselves away from uh, uh, allowing God to work mightily in their lives. And so they have to get past that and pray through that and, and surround themselves with people that that can love on them. And, and if they're going to a church that's not loving on you and they're going to a church that's not, you know, doing the things that that God is supposed to be doing, you know, and, and sacrificing and serving and all that stuff, then find some church that's going to love on you. Because there are some churches out there that are not doing that and you are susceptible to more hurt and the pain. But just understand that we don't go to be served. We go to serve. And so if you're going to church to make the pastor please you, then you have the wrong mentality. If you're going to church to, uh, to find people that are going to love you, the, you know, and and that's it. And and if they say something wrong, it's you know, I'm out of here. Then you have the wrong mentality. Jesus says that we go to be a servant, not to be served. We go to sacrifice ourselves for the greater good of others. If your mentality is that, then you're going to be a blessing to others and they're going to bless you and you're going to have koinonia and you're going to have a relationship and that's what's going to change not only your marriage it's going to change your kids it's going to change a lot of things in your life
1: yeah I just think there's a lot of synergy there being with other believers we were talking about Luke 15 last week and uh, about the, the the two the two sons and I I think the mistake that we we often make as Christians as is you know Am I the younger son or am I the older son and I go back and forth between, you know, living life my way and then going, you know, whereas the elder son was doing everything the right way. But there was no relationship. And we just keep going back and forth, not realizing that I think uh, we're supposed to at some point be like the father. Right. And and and. And welcome people, and offer grace to people. At some point, we have to mature. We have to stop being kids. Where is it? I think in Corinthians, First Corinthians, where um, Paul says, you know, stop drinking, stop taking the milk, you know, and have, yeah. have meat. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. You guys probably have that memorized. I don't. Yeah. Um. But there, there's a point there. At some point, you got to start eating meat, and you don't do that by just consuming, consuming, consuming. It's like the knowledge. I think we get that confused. We're like, well, the more knowledge I have, the better it is. Well knowledge is by itself isn't wisdom you know you gotta learn how to use that knowledge and you don't do that by sitting on your couch just consuming 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 you've got to some point you've got to put in to practice what you're learning if that makes sense so that that's my thought on that
0: well i was um, the pew research center did a survey in july of this year and they said nine out of ten americans who have watched services online or on tv in the past month say that they are either very satisfied 54% or somewhat satisfied 37% with the experience. Just 8% say they are not too or not at all satisfied according to the to the Pew research. And so what that's showing me and that's saying to me is that hey 54%, there's a comfort level there, right? There's like hey, I'm I'm satisfied with this. I like this. And 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 again, it's if you're listening to this and and this is you, Um, we're encouraging you to be cautious here. We're encouraging you to, um, if you need to be at home, as Barry was saying, you need to have that, then we understand that and we get that. But if your church is open, and and you're worried wear a mask right go to church wear a mask and maybe separate yourself and sit away from somebody if that's it um but be in fellowship talk with people get connected with people make sure the pastor or the lay leaders or the people of the leadership know about you um so that there can be a connection because what happens if you're at home and you get covid or something else and you don't have the family of christ well i have my own family well there's that's one thing, but the family of Christ, the body of Christ is so much, it's greater. It's, it, there's that koinonia that you have. They're there, they'll get you the, their food and they'll, they'll love on you and they'll be there to help and, and to walk through this with you and pray. I mean, the, the prayer of the righteous availeth much. I mean, you can you imagine having an army of people praying for you? You know, I mean, your family is one thing, but to have the whole body of Christ behind you, it it changes things, and so uh, we're just we really want to encourage um, our listeners to to just hear to this and listen to this.
1: Yeah, I think Pete, if you're sitting at home and you're and you're watching it and you're satisfied, you're part of that fifty four percent, and you're satisfied. I think that's a red flag. If you're not if you're not um, hunger hungry for uh, fellowship, if you're not desiring to be you know with fellow believers I think that's a red flag and I think you you you, you need to look out. and you said it earlier Pete I think about uh, Satan will use those opportunities to separate you and once he gets you separated you're, you're vulnerable so I mean there's protection in the flock right
0: yeah, I asked this statement. I said, how can I fit the church into my family? And so instead of asking, how can I fit the the church into my family agenda? The question is actually reversed. How then can I fold my family life fit into the purposes and practices of the church? And, and I think that that's got to be kind of the mindset is, you know, you have the Christian family. It's a small church. So dads, you need to be doing your part. Right? Dads, you're, you're responsible to, to, to witness and to share God's truth and to be an example, to love your family as Christ loved the church. Moms, you need to be an example and to uh, come alongside of dad and come alongside of the kids and, and, and to love on them and to raise them and to teach them in the ways of the Lord. Um, and so there's that's the small church. Well, the small church then goes to church, right? They, they they are to they go to church as a family to be equipped, to to be discipled, to 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 have accountability, to have um, the things that are needed in order for the small church to build up you know and it's in it's well i don't need to go to church yeah yeah you do you need to have the brothers and sisters in christ to to love on your kids the kids need that mm, you need yeah. you need to have the 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 family of god to 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 be involved in your business i'm just telling you it, it, the vulnerability the the greatest thing for my family has been the vulnerability that my my church family knows everything about me they know when i'm when i fall they know when i'm good you know and unfortunately there's been many times of both right but the church family is there to love on and to equip and to hold accountable and to help and um so i don't know Barry your thoughts on that
2: yeah you know some of the things that are on my heart i want to ask you how do you bring your offering your sacrifice if you worship only at home. Yeah, well, I give online. No, I'm not just talking about that. What about your sacrifice of testimony and praise? And what about your sacrifice and offering of of the testimony of what God is doing in your life? But Paul when I think this is why when he reveals the church that it's like a body. It's yeah. like the body of Christ and and if you're staying at home and you're the foot you can't see and you can't smell and you can not hear you're just a foot but think about the other part of it the eyes and the ears and the nose are not mobile they can't get outside the church because it doesn't have any feet there is a understanding in the body of christ that we need each other and i i don't know what you need if you don't come, we, you don't know what we need if you don't come and we can't help each other unless we're together, unless we get together, unless we're interacting and praying. And, you know, uh, a lot of people use this terminology, better together, better together. That's so true when it comes to the body of Christ. And, and I try to communicate to p- people when, when I visit them, when they've been shut in or sick or struggling, hey, we missed you and we're better with you. And, and that's the truth. Can, can I just appeal to you on this idea that the world is missing out on the total church because you're staying at home? Yeah. Right? Can I appeal to you that way and say, come on, please come back to church so the church can be what Christ intended it to be. And can you get just for a moment, get your eyes off yourself and think about who really needs the church to be the church and come back and, and plug back in, come back and bring your toys with you. <laughs> That's funny that I said that I wanted to just say it. those that are my friends, you know about that because we lost a lot of, of equipment out of our church, come back and bring your toys. But anyway, you know, it's so true though. Please come back to church because the church needs you, but more important, you need the church.
0: Yeah, and it's understanding that I love you using that that example, Barry. It's we all have a, a unique role. Yes, we all have unique giftings, and and some of us have are really unique, and and really distinct. And um, you still have a purpose in the body of Christ, and. You know, when you, when you look at it, we're not all pastors, we're not all, you know, lay leaders, we're not all, you know, knitters or, or hospitality or whatever. But there's, there's people that are, are uniquely gifted that can enhance the body of Christ, that can help the church as a whole to encourage the church, to build the church up, but at the same time to speak to the community. To, to be an outlet to, to the people that are non-believers that are out, but as a whole, you're using your giftings and your talents so that it goes. And, and when you're doing that, you're gonna grow spiritually. And being online and watching online and staying away from that, you're not plugged in to do that. And so it's, 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 it's really finding somebody, <clears throat> going to church, getting plugged in, and then really asking God, how can I help? You know, what is my skill set? How could I, you know, start simple. Maybe you're an usher, maybe you're a door greeter, maybe, you know, you're helping with the kids ministry or youth ministry or whatever it is. Just start something simple and just get plugged in, tear down up, tear it up, whatever it is. And then as the Lord is moving and growing, you're building fellowship and relationship, God start will start revealing to you more and more what your skill set is. What are you good at? You know, what is what is what are things that are unique about you? You know, maybe you're a real estate person and, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the church is looking at at doing real estate and, and the pastor is talking to you or the board or something and they're like, hey, we need, you have a specialty in commercial. Oh, I, we need to talk to you because we were looking at that and you could be a part of that or, you know, maybe you're a graphic designer, you know, and, and the church is needing another graphic designer or maybe you have a skill set. It's it's. It's bringing what we have to to the church and then saying, God, here I am, use me. And, and going not to be served, but to serve. And then I love, like we used earlier, Acts 2.42, when it was talking about that they they sold their possessions to help. I can't tell you how many times that I've Given my stuff away to to the body of Christ, I can't have, tell you how many times I've even bought cars for people that were in need in the body of Christ, and and to so forth. Or we sell our possessions, or we we take our monies and we and we give for the greater good. It's that is really what the body of Christ. If the body of Christ did its job, we would not have one foster child in the world.
1: Amen. That's true. Right. If can the if the, end it tomorrow,
0: it would end. If the body of Christ did its job, we would not have hunger or homelessness. Right we would be we would ta- we would take our resources and we would collectively come together to go into our community and to change the world for God's glory you know god is the one that created the universities from the beginning it wasn't man it wasn't satan or somebody else it's it's changed over the years but god is the one that made the hospitals if you go around god is the one that took care of the poor and the in the universities and the care it's god that that it's the standard is god it's not the world's standard we need to get it back to no they need we need to be following god's standards his standards is excellent and the church allows us to, to fulfill that. It gives us a greater, greater you know, when, when we're more together, we have more authority, we have more backing, we have more power to, to, to go and to change and to transform. But if you're on the ch- sidelines and you're watching online, you're not a part of that. You're not bringing those giftings, you're not bringing those, that money, you're not bringing that accountability.
1: Yeah, and Pete, I'm picturing. I mean, again, just sitting on the sidelines online and and just not not diving in, you you miss the opportunities. Like, uh, I'm I'm thinking of uh, our our life group where people are giving testimony of of healing that's taken place and issues that they've they've dealt with, and as they're sharing those, other people are being healed, other people are yeah. are being helped, yeah. and so I was thinking of that, and I'm thinking Saturday morning we had men's breakfast. And it, you would miss those opportunities to, to, to grow with each other, to share um, each other's struggles, and you know. And it's just it's a vicious circle now you start you you get more isolated but hearing other brothers talk about things that they're dealing with it's like okay i'm not alone i have the power to fight this you know uh i've got i've got guys that hold my arms up while i'm struggling with with this and uh i i so i was just thinking about those two you know Basically, the life groups and, and uh, you know, the men's breakfast and the women's programs and just all that stuff. We need each other to, to build up each other. And I want to share a couple of verses with you real quick that I think kind of brings us back home as well. Uh, in Hebrews 10, 24, 25, it says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near." and then also in romans 12 um, starting in verse 5 it says for as in one body we have many members and the members do not have all the same function so we though many are one body in christ amen and individually members of one another i mean it just it just points us right back to what i think what we're saying and just so we need each other guys you we are better together as barry was saying
2: you know this thought came to me guys and Maybe it's for somebody out there that that is listening. You know, uh, we talk about the church being the bride of Christ, right? Well, um, what if we use this type of mentality? Would it hurt you that the bride of Christ walked to church, you know, several miles this weekend? Hmm. Would that hurt you? Why? Well, the reason why she walked to church is because a car was broke down and you didn't come and you didn't know that there was a problem and you didn't know it needed to be fixed. Or you look at the the church and, you know, people say, well, the church just ain't what it used to be and it ain't what it should be, right?
1: Amen. Well,
2: the reason is because you're not coming. <laughs> you know, you want to make, you want to say, well, the church just doesn't look good. You know, she's a bride. Where's her wedding dress? You're seamstress. You're staying at home you could design your gift could design and make make the bride look so much more beautiful hmm. but you're staying at home or maybe you're you're uh the person who sells jewelry she's she's not adorned she, she's she's not decorated she's she's the the children aren't being taught her children are unruly the what would make the church better is if you would lay down your selfishness and come and offer yourself to serve. You know, there's a missing link in, in America and and I see it all over the world. There, there's a lack of commitment and love for the church, for the bride of Christ. If anybody says one little thing that you don't agree with or that, that challenges you, you leave for months or you go to another church. There's no commitment. Folks, we have got to be committed to the bride of Christ and we have got to not take our best to work. We need to bring our best to church and use it to serve the bride of Christ.
0: You know, and the yeah, listening to all of us speak and just hearing that it, it's just my heart again goes back to um the the kids. And and the importance of the church and the kids being involved in um, the church, and if you are um, if you have no kids and so forth, then you have a different story. But the the ones that are listening that have kids, um, it is so important to get our kids around other other followers of Christ and kids to fellowship and to help grow. I mean, I can't tell you how many times you ask a kid, do you remember, you know, a story from when you were in Sunday school or, or, you know, did that touch you or whatever? And it helps put them on the right track. Uh, Sinclair Ferguson said, my family needs the church family for its own growth and health. No single family possesses all the resources it needs to be a truly and fully Christian family. We need support. We need friendship, we need example, we need wise counsel, and much else from the church family. Listen to this, he said, Two Christian parents are not in themselves adequate to rear one child for Christ. They were never meant to be. So the resources of our own family, no matter how wonderful, are scarcely adequate we and perhaps especially our children need the church and in that context they and we will be blessed beyond expectation and so i just again i as i was talking to somebody this last week and just hearing them say that they haven't been to church in a long time and i asked them straight up what about the kids you know and and obviously they you know they're probably doing a little bible studies and discipleship with them but it's so it's so vital to get the kids involved um in church and bob did you have something more Did you have something to say yeah
2: You know, how how can the kids know if they have any other friends that are Christians if they don't go to church together? I mean, I've seen youth groups. I've seen children's ministry rise up in a school and take a stand for Christ Mm. and be the foundation for the Bible clubs there. But if if your kids don't go to church, they don't know if if any of their friends are Christians or they don't know who could be their friends at school. Uh, You know, uh, that is so important just in itself.
0: Yeah. I mean, somebody's going to, they're they are going to join some club, right? They're going to join some group. right? They're going to get involved somewhere. And so would you rather them be involved in something that's going to lead them away from God? Or would you rather them be involved in something that's going to point them to God? And so we just, I mean, that's just face reality. It's, it's, is we want to get them in. I mean, that's, you know, what Jeremiah said, as far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord, right? And, um, it's vital is that mom and dad, if you're going to serve, you serve the Lord, but that includes the kids. And that doesn't mean just go to church just for the kids. That means you go to church, you get plugged in. The kids will see that you're plugged in. You will lead by example and your kids will follow your lead. It's not just going. It's the, it's very important. The generation, this generation needs Jesus more than ever. And they're, and they're lacking the fire. Moms and dads are not stepping up the plate. They're not bringing the kids. They're not leading by example. They're they're a, they're ao or a What was I trying to say? A That's yeah, right. Absent yeah, without uh, leave. Yeah. So it's that's kind of my thought. I don't know. But
1: no, that's good. The, your actions speak speak so loud that I can't hear what you're saying kind of yeah, yeah. mentality. Yeah. It's so true. You know, you know that old saying, you'll be an average of the five people you spend the most time with. Hmm. You know, who do you want your kids spending time with? Yeah. Because they will join a group, they will join a gang. Yeah, what what gang do you want to? Man, man, that's that's like
0: life groups, too. So, I mean, you take your kids to the life groups, or they're a part of that, or they're going to the youth groups, or they're different things. I mean, they're, I mean, that's the connection that you want to, you know, establish in your household and your family. And that's why the church is so important.
1: It can't be lip service, like like Pete was saying, mom and dad, you've got to live this out in front of them Mm -hmm. because if you don't, when they go away to college, they're going to run. Sheepers. Because they know it's not real. If it's not real in your life, they're gonna. As soon as they have a chance to escape it, they're gonna escape it. That's a whole another uh,
0: show that we need to do.
1: I wonder why so many of our kids go to college and leave and leave their faith. It's because it wasn't real to them. It was never real. You didn't show it to them at the kitchen table. I mean, how many times has your have your kids seen you read the Bible at the table? You know. How many times do you talk to your kids about Jesus? If it's not real, if you're just dropping them off at church to get that education or get that knowledge, man, it's uh, it's almost worse, I think. Dwight L. Moody you're driving said, them away.
0: Dwight L. Moody said, Church attendance is as vital to a disciple as transfusion of rich, healthy blood to a sick man.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: I mean, think wow. about it. <laughs> I mean, that's how important it is. Yep. It is.
2: It's the lifeline. Of a community, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, I I read this from Jim George. He said the Christian family is under attack on all fonts. Fronts, not fonts. Fonts would be funny. Fronts would be work. Christian marriages are disintegrated.
2: By, by the way, Miss Christina, our executive producer, is laughing like crazy right now. <laughs> let me just insert that right <laughs> now. I wish you could see that. Because
0: I can't read. I don't have my glasses on. So if you guys are watching, I'm not I'm doing it. But anyway, let me go back. The Christian family is under attack on all fronts. Christian marriages are disintegrating at an alarming rate. Children are not receiving the proper training and modeling from their Christian parents. And from my perspective, a major contributor to the tragic slide is usually a husband and father who is not fully assuming his God-ordained role as a Mm. spiritual Mm. leader. That's huge. So dads, that's talking to you. Yep. And and if you're just going to church or you're missing and going twice a month... And and you're part time. It's going to reflect on your kids, and there was going to be issues with your kids later on. Yes. I mean, I don't like to say that, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. So Barry, you want to talk to those people that are maybe listening today, and maybe they heard something that um, sparked them, and maybe they're maybe they're encouraged. Maybe they're like, yeah, they've been wrestling with this. And uh, they're just wanting to do more. They don't know how, or maybe they just don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe speak to them as well.
2: Well, guys, what's on my heart right now is that there there is people staying at home. And yeah, you may be watching services online and that's good, but you're at home because you think nobody cares. Mm. And you think nobody wants you at church. I want you to hear right now, you are wanted. Mm. And, And even more than that, our heart is that, you understand that you are needed and that we really do miss you and that we really are better together. And, uh, I want you to know that God wants a relationship with you and he's proved it. You know, we're at Romans five, eight, but God demonstrated his own love in this while we were yet sinners. Christ died for you. God went to the extent of demonstrating his love for you by allowing his son to be beaten and bruised. And I don't, listen, think about this. He he allowed his son to step out of the house, to, to be condensed to a single cell in a virgin's body and grew up 30 some years on earth so that you can know your value and what extent God was willing to do to allow his own son to be murdered. Mm. So that he could have a relationship with you you're wanted you're needed and jesus died to prove it god has has provided the way the truth and the life through his son jesus in the bible verse that i'm quoting is john 14 6 and it says that there is only one way to the father and that's through jesus would you do three things today would you first of all admit that you're a sinner and that I can't make it on my own. I mess things up and I've offended you God and I'm sorry, please forgive me. Would you secondly, allow yourself to believe the truth of Jesus' death, burial and resurrection, that he is alive, he is a conqueror and therefore you can be a conqueror. That he overcame the grave, he overcame death, he overcame sin and he overcame Satan for you so that you could overcome and live with him for all of eternity? And lastly, would you find true eternal life by surrendering to the leadership and lordship of Jesus Christ? Would you allow him and invite him to sit on the throne of your life? He said, I have come that you may have life, but have it to the fullest. We only get life when we let ours go, and God breathes His life in us. The way we do that, according to Romans ten thirteen, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you call on Him? Would you pray with me? Would you seek God right now? If you, if you need to repent of a selfish attitude that I've made you've died on a cross and in christianity all about me getting knowledge or all about what i can get see god saved you so that you can be an ambassador a representative so that you could be a servant a, a disciple so that you could help people connect to him so would you pray with me would you seek god right now let's pray Dear God, I realize that you love me and you want me, but it's me that's been running. I am a sinner. I've offended you, God, and I'm sorry. And I believe and I receive that you sent your son Jesus to die in my place. That there has never ever or never will be a greater act of demonstration of true love than that. I believe not only he died, but he was buried and that he rose again. And Jesus, I believe that you are God's son. I believe you are the answer. I believe you are life. I believe you are the Messiah. And I invite you to come and be my Lord. To rule and reign inside of me on the throne of my life right now. Because I submit that that's your rightful place. This world isn't about me, it's about you, connecting others to you. Help me to live for you every day. And help me not to try to find life on my own, but find it in you. I pray this in the blessed name of Jesus. You pray that prayer. I wanna congratulate you, I Mm. wanna thank you for being open, and I'm just so excited About how your life is going to change because mine did. Mm. Pete, tell us what we Mm. should do next.
0: Yeah, if you did uh, make that prayer, we would love to hear from you. We would love to actually get in contact with you and, and reach out to you. You can go onto our website at riotpodcast.co, go to Know God section, click on that, go down and click on that. You gave your life to the Lord, fill that out, and we would love to get um, connected with you and get you uh, you know, connected to a local body if you don't know uh, where to go and, and answer any questions and, and just really just get in touch with you. Um, today's show was awesome and and i think it was needed and it felt good bob because la- we've last two weeks we've been kind of rushed we've been going over yeah and so today it was kind of nice it just it was a nice flow we got to uh just talk but um we had barry back yeah that was nice kept us grounded i yeah. like and it i don't know about yeah. that <laughs> yeah kept us going but you know what with, with talking about barry um so he's going he's, this is the kind of his last week for being a regular, you know, we wanted to announce that he's going to, he's going to be back on, he's going to be a popcorn guy now. Yeah. And, uh, he's just, because he has so much that's going, like he said earlier, that this is a different season in his life and, and things are changing a little bit. And so his attention is, is shifting a little bit and his time is shifting. And so. Um, we can't wait to hear what's coming in the following, you know, when you come back on and, um, but it's, as far as every single week, I think Bob, you and I are going to kind of be, you know, carrying the load here. What do you
1: think? Oh, it's big shoes to fill. It is. I don't know about that.
0: It's oh, yeah. But but God is good. When he comes back on, it's just gonna be like one of those woohoo. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be nice.
1: Barry's back.
0: Yeah. It's kind of gives you, us yeah, a look for I, I
2: really believe in you guys, and that's why I was on this. And and I will be on as much as I can because I, in two weeks I've been gone, I've been like grieving. I miss you guys so much. <laughs> and, but, uh, miss, miss the people who listen. But, uh, I, I know that you understand that there are seasons and, and, uh, we we will be back on to tell what God's doing, but he's opened up some incredible doors and uh, can't wait to see all that he wants to do.
1: It's exciting. It's awesome. Well, guys, we appreciate you. We love you. Jump onto our social media platforms on YouTube, Facebook, and uh, just comment uh, how happy you, you are to have Barry on the show today. And then uh, welcome <laughs> him back. Send some love to, uh, in the comments section, we would, so that good. would be awesome to hear that. But, uh, uh, we just uh, we we pray for you this week. We ask that you just have an amazing week, um, and we cannot wait to come to you again next Thursday. Mm-hmm. So again, make sure you subscribe so you get those yes. alerts every Thursday morning yes. when you know when the show gets gets released. And uh, we, we look forward to next week. Any final words? College uh, football getting close.
0: Yeah, well, I had this. So Colossians, uh, tw- uh, Colossians three. Um, verse 15 it says let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be
1: thankful amen amen, amen.
2: my last word is this if you're not dead he's not done <laughs> I, I
0: love it amen have a great right, week guys. guys peace out this has been the riot podcast if you liked what you heard today please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends see you back here next week for another episode of the riot podcast